he's never seen me fight live. He, he his news in school on uh, Monday is going to be. I flew to Boston and watched my dad fight in the UFC. Are you going to split your bonus with him if you get it? No, definitely, but he says he's going to scream. Um, he's Sound of business? He's already, yeah. Paul's really nice like that, you know. He doesn't need the money in fair. He just jacked up him walking on. The chap's loud. My dream is to be world champion, world lightweight champion in the UFC, have more money than I know what to do with, and have a great life for my, my kids, my grandkids, everyone in my, in my family, everyone that's, that's come up with me. That's my dream. I think this is going to look different to every Ronda Rousey fight ever. See that? And I, and That's think... the line that I'm going to yeah. replay. There you go, Sean. And in fact, I may as well give you uh, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more credit because I'm going to play what I said right after it. Go on. For you, for the next six months till Rousey's next fight, and, when she on. proves you wrong. Wait. I said, that's the line that I'm going to play every week for the next six months until Ronda Rousey's next fight, until she proves you wrong. Now, although there was very pressing matters in mixed martial arts, you know that this is going to be an intense podcast, so a little bit of light-hearted discussion to open up the show. Tell me, it's usually been me picking these topics. Where's your, your pick for this week? Oh, Jesus, no. Actually, do you, do you know... Um... Lucky I've came prepared if yours isn't good enough. Do you remember we were talking about... Um... We were talking about uh, TV shows last week. Mm-hmm. We never mentioned the best TV show of all. Do you know what I'm talking about? Friends. No. Bewitched. No. Girls Allowed. No, that, that's banned. No, no, never mind. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No, what about Coach Taylor? Oh, explosions in the sky are coming to Dublin. Yeah. Did you see that? What? No. What are, what are explosions, explosions in the sky? Are the group that uh, write all the music for Friday Night Lights? Oh, really? Do you know the the? No. Your hand and mine. It's called. I'm not. I, I have no idea. Oh, it's unreal. And they did all. Did all. They did all the movie songs as well. And the last two times they were meant to play in Ireland, they cancelled the gig, and they're coming here now on the twentieth of April. Nice, you going to see them? Of course I'm going to see them. Sweet. Um, but You're anyway. The old concerts and stuff, aren't uh, you? Do you know what? I used to be. I'm, I, wasn't, I haven't been this year. Um, it's one of my, my to-do lists for 2016 is to go, not being one of them snobby, like, man, live music's the best, but I would actually ro- like to go to a lot more concerts next year. What's the best concert you've ever been to? Not the Killers, anyway. Fuck you. <coughs> but I do enjoy the Killers. Um. Yeah. Does Oxygen count like best acts that I've seen? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, I was in a mosh pit age 17 at Oxygen at Rise Against. And that was fucking brilliant. It sounds um, like my worst nightmare. Why? Baden lads. I wouldn't be gone for that now at all. They're great crack. Um, what else? I've been to a couple of good gigs. My first, What was your first ever concert? This... <laughs> Mine is worse. <laughs> I guarantee you, mine is worse. Well, I actually like him. He's good. Robbie Williams in uh, Lansdowne Road. Mine was Journey. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Don't stop believing. Yeah, and that. Just a small town girl. Living in a lonely world. He took the midnight train going anywhere. Excellent. Excellent. Best song ever written. Um, that was on my iTunes top 25 most played for a long, long, forever, like since I, up until I stopped using iTunes. Um, but 
they didn't have your man Steve Perry wasn't in the in the group anymore. So their lead singer that they were touring with was a guy that they got out of a Journey tribute band from the Philippines. That yeah. looked exactly like is it Steve Perry? I think I it's know. Steve Perry who's the lead singer of Journey. And uh, also one of the most disturbing images that will stay with you in your head. Don't stop believing live. I think it was in Canada or something like that. But whatever jeans he was wearing, he was not wearing boxers underneath. And you could just see a flaccid male piece for four and a half minutes in the song. And the camera just seemed to always pick it up. Like, it is absolutely disgusting. My question for you, though, what's your favorite type of crisps? Ah, cheese and onion. What? Plain man, plain Jane. I hate salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar. What? Disgusting. A staple of the Ooh. Irish diet. Ooh. Rotten. You are a disgrace. I have a, I just I the only reason that I uh, brought it up was because I had a child moment on the way home from the gym there. Do you remember them crisps? I think they were K they might have been KPs or they might have been called chipsticks. Not chipsticks. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, not mm-hmm. chipsticks. But they were little like they were cut like French fries and you could either get them in like a beef flavour, brown packet, or salt and vinegar. Oh, I know which the one? ones you're talking about. Yeah, they yeah. weren't as they weren't as kind of crumbly. They were kind of harder. Really. Yeah, they were harder. Yeah. And I had a I had a first time had a packet of them in years just there, and they were unbelievable. But the the reason I, we're looking look maybe you know someone maybe you work there yourself, but it's Christmas time, and Kyo's crisps have their roast turkey and stuffing flavour, and they also have their roast stout and beef. Or roast beef and stout flavoured crisps out at the minute. And yeah. I could live off them. Liquidize them, vaporize them, inject them directly into my veins. Set me up. I used to work in this, uh, in uh, Palace Foods. It's uh, You'd probably see the vans going around and stuff. It's like a few, you know, food distribution place. It sends out food to restaurants. I was going to say, and funnily enough, I don't because I don't live in Limerick. No, but it's all over the country. I often see them like on the news and stuff. They're all, like they're in every town in Ireland. But, um, they they had these potatoes. They're like, yeah, what are they called? Well, the northern oh. northern potatoes are actually quite nice. I'll have to bring you a packet the next time you're in Dublin. But these potatoes, they were like carrot and parsnip potatoes, something like that. They were the most disgusting things I have ever eaten in my whole life. Why were the, was there rotten. such a flavour? Were they a joke? No, no, they were real potatoes. Like they were like these expensive potatoes. They were kind of famous name, but I can't remember them now. But. Potato had hot rotten. and spicy crisps for a while as well. Remember, you call them crisps. Them. Do you call them crisps? I have to call them potatoes. I don't like when people call them crisps. What you call them potatoes? Potatoes, yeah. Give us a packet of potatoes. Give us a packet. What of are they though? Potatoes there. No, no, what? but they're <laughs> yeah, Walker's potatoes. That's what they are. Walker's potatoes. Doing this crisp shit. What? Yeah. So if you went into a shop and you were looking for a packet of hunky dories, yeah, you'd say, "Get us. Will you grab us a packet of hunky dory potatoes there?" Yeah. And what, did they ever come back with you because you're obviously wrong with a packet of hunky dories and a packet of potato? No. Well, like, you'd never ask for a packet of potatoes. You'd just pick them up. But, like, if, if someone you was are alone. Shot, no. no, you're alone on this one. No, I, if there is, no, if there no, is, no, 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 no yes, no, you are. No, I bet you more of the country would agree with me than you. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, I guarantee you. It's like, that is potatoes. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. No. Well, can I have a packet of meanie potatoes, please? Yeah, exactly. A packet yeah. of skip potatoes. Yeah, Dorito potatoes. Box of Pringles potatoes. Pringles potatoes. You yeah. are. A, you need to be sa- sentenced for this lunacy. No, it's a fact. Well, well, that's definitely a, a southwest of Ireland thing. Nah, it's all over the country. Only problem, maybe, maybe not Dublin because they're fucking idiots. But do you know what, else. Sean? I think. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, 
excellent dig at Dublin's expense there. Thank I you. know you're a big fan of it. But um, I have I have the phone out now. I have the front face and camera on. I yeah. can't wait until this podcast goes out to find answers for this. So I'm recording a video, and you're going to retweet it on the Severe MMA podcast account. Okay, I can do that. Do you, do I open up my top 25 uh, songs on iTunes there. Do you want to know what? Do, do you want to guess? Do you want to hazard a guess what my top song is? Uh, Mr. Brightside. No. No. So, something by the Killers. Yeah. Where is Mr. Brightside? Mr. Brightside's way, way down. Uh, what, what is it? All it's, these uh, things that I've done. Smile like you mean it. When you no, were young. No. Romeo. Dustland Fairy Tale. Oh, fuck. I know you like a Dustland yeah. fairy tale as well. My okay. second is uh, Fluorescent Adolescent by the Arctic Monkeys. Ah, that's a good song. Yeah. Um, I have the, the camera open, so can I just record this very quickly? Okay, go on, do it. Okay. Uh, we're recording the podcast at the minute, and the discussion is about crisps at the start of the show. Sean yeah. Sheehan says, you don't call them crisps, you call them Tato. So if you were getting a packet of meanies, you would ask for a packet of meanies Tato. Or if you're looking for skips, skips Tato. Pringles Tato, Doritos Tato, Hunky Dory's Tato, instead of a packet of crisps. This man is a lunatic, and we're putting it out in the podcast because we want answers now. Nobody else does this, or do you? Please let us know. Jesus. Huh? Madness. Tato's, it's not crisps. Fucking. You sound English or something by saying crisps. What are you talking about? Tato's. Um, I have written in capitals important le- message from live podcast please answer ah here ASAP at severe MMA pod there we go by the end of this episode all of the answers will be flooding in and all of the praise will be heaped on me no so for talking I was going to try say talking about heaping praise on someone what a stand up job, Ed- job Edmund Harvarian did at the weekend <laughs> Can we get it out of the way first? Paul Dollery. Paul Dollery is the image of Edmund Tarverian. He is a bit, actually. The beard. It's the hipster beard. It's the nice fade. If Edmund wore glasses and had a Cork accent, I would swear it was Paul Dollery. Dollery would probably be a better coach. I think anybody would have been a better coach at the weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I know you you have a lot to say on this. I have a lot to say on this. Take it away. What's, what's What's the first topic? How did she win? Why she won? Yeah. Look... There's, there's room here. There's a lot of talk about it. Was, this was all Holly Holm and Rhonda tried everything that she could and failed. I, I'm kind of, I think at 60 40, Holly won, Rhonda did badly. So I'm gonna, we're gonna start with how Holly Holm did well. And it was like we spoke about it last week, we've spoken about it a lot. That like I I knew Holly Holm would do what she did to be honest and like we said it last week, and but the difference between what I said and what she did was she did it, an exponentially better, and more technically well, than I thought she could have done it. Um, remember her last fight? You um we we were talking about it and we were talking about her boxing and about it not looking very good in MMA, and um. Remember you said to me, did she look like that when she was boxing? And I had actually watched a couple of her boxing fights. And she didn't. She boxed. She used She used to come in and she used to land those straight left hands like she did against Rousey in her boxing matches in close. But she's never done it in MMA. She was rickrolling everybody, Sean. She was but trolling everybody. It, it, it was. She, she put everything she together. Fought, she fought yeah. shit to get the Rousey fight to surprise her. Patrick Wyman said it brilliantly, I think, last night. He said... um, 
it's great to see someone reach the top of their ability at the biggest fight of their life. Like, that's exactly what Holly Holm did. She put what she was good at in boxing together. Like, she was never a knockout artist in boxing, but she was very good technically, very good in close. When, you know, when, when the shots were firing, very good. In MMA, obviously, her use of range, her high kicks, brilliant. She put them both together against Ronda Rousey and was just exceptional. What she did, you, you saw her, she was kind of, she was jabbing all night around Rossi, throwing the throwing the uh, the straight left all nighter, and she was keeping you know she was keeping her hands like that, and every time Rossi came close, she'd hand fight with her, get her get get Rossi's hand away from her so she couldn't get the necktie and then circle out, and she kept doing it, she kept doing it, and every time Rossi, every attempt she made was necktie. Get in there, try to get the necktie, try to take home down, and home stopped her all night. Armenian so, culture, bro. Yeah, so for home, that was brilliant. She obviously studied Rousey unbelievably well. She looked at everything Rousey always did, and if anyone wants to know more about, like we obviously we're not the pure technical fucking experts here, but Faraz Abbey did a brilliant video last night, and it shows how Holly Home stopped Rousey from basically taking her down when, when uh, Rousey did get the the neckties rather than putting her hand around the back of Rousey to maybe try to control her with strength she controlled her with technique by getting her elbow inside of Rousey so that was such her. a good breakdown wasn't it brilliant unbelievably good but the thing about that is um, Faraz Zahabi it, all yeah, hail that's where it, she needs to go it only happened twice in the whole fight really that she got into a position where Rousey could have thrown her. Once she got her down, well, actually three times. Once she got her down, the second time, Rousey almost got her down, but it looked like Holm got a takedown. But it was kind of, you know, they were falling to the ground more than anything. Uh, and the third time, <clears throat> Rousey, it was the time Rousey caught her glove and she got one. That was unreal as well, by the way. Yeah. That's some Krav McGahan style uh, attacks <laughs> there. Like, yeah, my, my form of self-defense. Like she literally grabbed the glove. Like uh, John Kavanaugh posted a video before of this guy, Pritt Mickelson. And he was, it was uh, Wing Sung or something like that or Wing Chung or whatever was the hand movements. But it looks absolutely devastating. That, that's something that you'd see in a martial arts film. Yeah, but... Without the she, devastating finish. Yeah. <laughs> She gave up. She gave up the kind of necktie to land punches, um, and we we get on to Rousey doing what Rousey did wrong in a minute and and her her uh, her side of it. But I think for Holly Holm, it was really an it was an awesome culmination of what she's good at, like her use of her use of the cage. Someone asked uh, me on, on the night would have been different in a smaller cage, and it might have been. The big cage definitely helped her. She was able to get out of range. She was able to land those shots um, and uh, get get away from Rousey. But I think one of the best things she did was when Rousey got close to her, she was meeting her with that straight left all the time. And like it, a, the example I always talk about, it's Manny Pacquiao against, I think it's Brandon, Brandon Rios, his name was in Macau. The fight he came back after he got knocked out. And he used that straight left ducked down and got out, you know, cut an angle, got away out. And, and that's the best I've ever seen anyone do it. And Holly Holm did it very, very well as well. Um, she did it twice. Well, she kind of did it twice. She kind of had a roll of the shoulders and went under. And then she yeah. had the one that put Ronda on her fucking ass into the cage. Like, Yeah, she went under. But she was cutting away rather than going under a lot of time for, for the whole fight, basically. That's what she was doing. Um, 
she by the time the second round started, she had demoralized Rosie. She really had uh, everything. She, the amount of shot, shots she landed, that uh, straight left that she connected with to to hurt Rosie in the end, and the head kick obviously to knock her out. Just just brilliant, and uh, all credit to Holly Home. What do you think? And on home being good, how uh, impressed were you with her? I was actually gonna spin it just a little bit, not to be still Ronda Rousey's the best person to ever live, but um, I honestly don't think. I think the f- people are saying 10-9 in the first round, and yeah, that's okay. But I do think Holmes stole the round with her last 90 seconds of the fight. The last maybe 145, two minutes of the fight. I thought Rousey was looking actually pretty good up until that point. And it literally just seemed to be the difference of once one of those lefts landed. I think the first like proper one that, cl- that cocked her head back was with like a minute 40 left in the round when she saw the effect that it had then you could see it, like she started doubling up on the straight lefts as well, even though it wasn't her jab, like she was literally like, because they were that good, she was doubling on the, on the extended strike, she also, um, once she hit the first one, then you could see them coming like in, in a lot sharper bursts, and I think that maybe, R- Ronda actually did land one very good shot on yeah. home, that yeah, seemed yeah. to have her a little bit hurt, um, the tiniest error, or the tiniest prevention or defense from home, which saved her from the armbar, which was beautiful. Again, broken down in that uh, breakdown video, which you have to. We should. We'll tweet it out out of the podcast account because uh, I sat watching it. Faraz Sahabi is an absolute genius, um, and it seemed like you said one thing there that Ronda kind of got a takedown. The one when she went for the armbar. I actually think Ronda Rousey has a really supreme advantage, even if she gets taken down with a trip or something like that. Yeah. Judokas are trained not to let their back hit the mat. If your two, if your back hits the mat in a judo fight, that's an ip on, and that's the fight over. You know, if your shoulders hit the mat, done. Judokas have incredible dexterity and an ability to move mid air, so they either land on on their shoulder, they land on their side, or like Ronda has done in the past can transition then to that armbar where she blocks when she gets an underhook or an overhook and blocks the arm and sits back out. That was um that was one of the things I was like, yeah, that wasn't really a Ronda takedown. That was a that wasn't really a home takedown. It was a Ronda counter sort of thing. And I just thought that was um that would the on- that's the only two good things I can really say about Ronda in that fight. You saw how bad it, like how bad she looks having to chase someone due to her footwork and I don't want to keep going on about that point but she she was bouncing on her toes but she was bouncing and even if you watch that fight back and look at the two girls legs not to sound like some fellow who's watching this through a window uh, but if you yeah if you just watch their feet they're beautiful beautiful no <laughs> if you watch the way they move like you just see at home home has it home has the footwork Ronda is still trying to learn it and she can't learn it I'm convinced that she will not be able to learn it she'll have to learn an adaptive style um, because it's just drilled into her from all of the judo so, if you're looking at it in short sense, <coughs> once Holly Holm realised what her best point of attack was, because she was get, having nice success with the oblique kicks to keep the distance, but Ronda was still being able to come in off them anyway. She was still getting in afterwards. It wasn't putting her off maybe as much as uh, Holly Holm was, would have hoped that it would have. Yeah. Um, look, I think... Look, Rousey... And the finish... If I can yeah. just talk in the finish, home. It didn't even seem like uh, Ronda was overly hurt from the other. Sh- I think that was. It looked more of a slip that she went down to the ground on it. I'm not sure if she was hurt badly. It was the kick was just so nice, so well timed, 
and just put her to sleep instantly. I thought uh, Home was landing harder shots on her in the first round. I thought she was more rocked in the first round than she was before she finished. Uh, got finished in the second. I think it was a culmination of all of them. I think she kind of caught her on the temple, maybe right above the ear. And it, like a days, you saw her when she stood up. It, like she looked like she didn't know where she was, and obviously uh, she got her with the head kick. So I suppose we'll never know. Maybe she, you know, maybe she would have moved if she didn't get caught with that head kick. But I suppose we can get on to Rousey and look. There's a lot, been a lot of talk the last couple of days, and I was trying. I was talking a bit about it on Twitter, but it's hard to do it there, so better to do it here. About Rousey and her grappling, and how how she tried to clinch up and everything. In in what was it? Seven minute, six seven minute fight, five times. She was able to get inside, or even make an attempt to get inside. And now, when I say make an attempt to get inside, obviously she would have done it more if she could have caught home, or if you know if home wasn't circling away. Home made it very, very difficult for her to do it. But Ronda Rousey became so one-dimensional in her attempts to clinch and grapple. Like she, I know she should have done it more. She was. Like we spoke about it last week, that she fell in, uh, fell in love with boxing. I think it was a bit of a vanity project for her to want to box with Holly Holm. Because look, Ronda Rousey, what she's known for, going out finishing people straight away. It was 41 seconds before Ronda Rousey even attempted to get in and clinch with Holly Holm. Yeah. Uh, and, like, and she was boxing around with her. And that's so, why I thought she actually did okay up until that point, up until Holm established the shots that were going to be able to hurt her or were hurting her. I actually didn't think Ronda looked completely terrible. In the like, and that sounds very insulting to say. It, I think yeah. it was just because home put on such a good striking clinic. I actually thought if Ronda had done that against someone who wasn't a world champion boxer, then people would be saying, "God, Ronda Rousey's striking has come on quite a bit." Yeah, because there's such a gap. But her striking is not good. We've said it before. You've said it a lot on this podcast that her striking is not good, and and like anyone could have told could have told you that. Like, but uh, just on on uh, just to finish the point on on her grappling, right? If if your the necktie is not working for you, if you're not getting enough, change it up. Go for the hips. Go for the body. And I know like she's not she's probably not going to double leg Holly Holm and take her down. But the point is to change it up. Like Holly Holm is circling away from her. What do you do if someone circles away from you? You cut down the cage. You take a step to the left or a step to the right, whichever way. You cut off the cage. And if she wants to then attack the hips, attack the body, get a body lock. Try to throw her from the body lock. Try to take her down her hips. Try to go for a single leg. They might not work, but the next time you go for a necktie, they'll be thinking, is she going for the body? Is she going for the hips? She need to change her. And I don't think she attempt. Attempting is a hard word to say, but I don't think she attempted to grapple enough for what she is. And I think that's obviously because of her training, because I think she bought in to the hype about her boxing more than, you know, she believes in her boxing more than she probably should. And, you know... It, it was it was kind of difficult to watch at that time, at that point because look plan A didn't work and she didn't go to plan B and plan B probably should have been plan A if that makes any sense but uh, look people people are saying the rematch if if they do like oh this is shouldn't just gonna look the exact same thing same way again I don't think so I'm no, actually I, I think Randa could change things up like it wasn't. It, it, there's a few simple things that she could change if she had a proper trainer. If she, like, well, we speaking of minutes. which, yeah, did you see his quotes after the fight when he broke down Ronda's loss? Yeah, yeah. the game plan was pressing. Tarvadian told ESPN, 
We knew Holly Holm was going to keep the distance, so we had to feint and get inside and pressure the right way so we can get out on the side of the cage. And we talked about that, and Holly Holm did a good job moving today and stayed calm. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I wouldn't say in the striking game she was getting the best of Ronda, you know. Oh, my God. But I have to watch it again. Um, oh, I should be doing an Armenian accent. I, can I pretend to be Nico Bellic from GTA 4? What? Can I pretend to be Nico Bellic from Grand Theft Auto 4? Yeah, sure. But we know this was not striking match. We know that Ronda is smart enough to take the fight where she is best at, and today she did. Holly stopped, attempt on armbar, and some of takedown, she did good job. Ronda apologized to me. I told her, no, no, you are still the best, and we will talk about what the plans are after she rests. Certainly, yes, the girl needs rest. It is easy, not easy to deal with everything she has been dealing with and needs time to rest. After she rests, we'll figure out what is best for Ronda. Yeah. Uh, look. Was that yeah at my accent? Or hopefully the, it's, you're stunned by his comments that you're about to give me a delayed compliment? He's just... He's or you're about to He's give terrible. me a delayed compliment. Oh, yeah. Very good. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Continue. His <laughs> advice between rounds as well, that you're looking lovely. Just yeah. keep your, like, no, keep your hands up. That's just everyday conversation. You know, like you're walking down the street. <laughs> you're, looking, looking you're looking lovely. Here, just in case, you know, cyclists, keep them hands up. <laughs> you know, bus windows, <laughs> keep them hands up. What? Angry pigeons, just keep them hands up wee bit. You're looking well. Jesus, it was just terrible. Like, she doesn't really have an MMA coach, does she? She has Edmund as her head coach, who's like on record as saying he doesn't even like MMA. Then she has um, your man, the Gracies, who's a BJJ coach, you know, like he doesn't know anything about striking. Who else does she have? Fucking Judo Jean Lavelle. Like, it's easy to look at Rousey. Like, and we, we must say as well that, as, as I said, the, the, uh, the rematch could go differently. Like, Rousey's still a great athlete. But as I said at the start of the podcast last week, you need to stick with what brought you to the dance. And I don't think she did that. Um, she still, obviously, she still probably did one or, up there with Holly Holm as the top two best in the world. Um, and, and she could come back again and, and beat home. But I think it was, I really do think it was the game plan was just, just, terrible and like you who can you blame for that on your coach and maybe herself um but you spoke about last week that the uh the the build-up with obviously all the films and with her with edmund going bankrupt and her mother giving out her and stuff could have affected her do you think that was the case it's just women sean you know hormones all over the place your body's changing Seriously, there's though. hair where there wasn't hair before. Uh, yeah, I, to be honest, I don't want to say it's easy to say I told you so, but surely, like, if we can look at this issue a little closer to home, and I will answer this and then ask you a question off it, but first of all, my question is, do you think Conor McGregor has taken anything from that fight? Do you think John Kavanaugh has maybe taken anything from that fight and maybe just said, look, it can happen to anyone, it happened to Ronda, maybe, um, but then, like, Conor doesn't have as glaringly obvious flaws in his game as say Ronda did it once she came up against the world class uh, boxer I do think a lot of it got to her I do think it's very cool to be the ice queen and say all of these funny things in press conferences like 
I'm actually going to be happy when I beat Holly home so she can have a nice little life afterwards and get rich off all the money that she makes from fighting me. Hopefully she buys a nice little house in Albuquerque and stuff like that, whereas she didn't like giving Beth any money. Ronda Rousey's just setting herself up for... She was setting herself up for all of these comments to come back in force via the Facebook videos, via everything. Like, that was... You probably saw it as well, like, even from non-MMA people. It was all over social media. Like, that's a testament to Ronda Rousey. Like, all of this work, all of this exposure, it's paid dividends. Because even when she loses, it's a national thing. Like, it's a mainstream thing. It seems to be it seems to be really widely discussed in the states. I follow a lot of uh, African American Twitter pages, like based on like rap humor and stuff like that. And it's like the gif or the vine of the thing. And it's like when you find the hoe that's been texting your your boy or some your boy your bae or something like that. And then it's just the head kick. So I do think it got her. I do think it was too much. I think the superstar that the UFC created, if I can go back to anything, that uh, piece that I did with MMA Junkie back in Boston, the way I said I didn't like the way the UFC were hyping Conor at the time, let him build his own star, he is a polarizing figure, people will draw to him, I think they did that with Ronda Rousey, you know, I think that that is the adverse effect of what can happen when the UFC go hell for leather on promoting Joe Rogan being pushed to tears, the female version of Mike Tyson, you know, all of that stuff, I just think that she... It was going to happen. The one thing I don't enjoy and don't like seeing is the amount of people, fighters and fans that were fans before that are relishing in her being beaten like this. And for me, that's the mainly Irish people is what I'm seeing. What happens if Conor McGregor loses? Are they going to, like, they're just all going to... Conor will be, yeah. Yeah, and that will be, that's embarrassing, like, really bad. And I just think Rousey getting all that shit, like, I, I don't agree. I agree that everyone should have an opinion. Completely everyone should have an opinion. And I don't believe that... You have to have like uh, like I could jump in next weekend and have an amateur MMA fight. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't make my opinion any more exactly yeah. any more valuable 100%. next week because I've had a fight since then. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. you don't have to have fought to have a good understanding of the sport to be a good analyst to understand stuff like that. I think that's uh, that's a fall fall away safe thing to say like to protect yourself from criticism. Yeah, look. <laughs> It's a weird. It's an MMA weird as well. Like that, we hate when someone loses, gets criticised. And I used to, I used to get very offended by it, and I, I, I've kind of changed a bit because this is, it's a sport at the end of the day, and people are going to have opinions on sport. Like if Liverpool lose, I'm going to be fucking delighted. I'm going to be, I'm going to be tweeting Neil series saying that they're terrible, they're the worst team in the world, and like those Liverpool players are probably devastated. Like. But I just don't care, and I do it anyway. Like I know fighting is like a more personal thing, but it's still a sport. You still have fans, like, and fans have their right to like someone, they have their right to hate someone. And look, I tweeted it out. I wouldn't personally do it. I like I don't like kicking people when they're down or whatever. And it's not it's not kicking people when they're down either. It's, it's supporting your own and voicing your opinion on someone you don't like, which is fine. Like, like you kind of have to get over it at some stage. But like. It's it's Ronda, very. Ronda it's, Rousey cut a bad promo. Yeah, she hit her after the bell. She refused to touch gloves, and she lost. Like, she's and she going, started going shit at the wins. She's going to get hit. Like, and but it, it was funny as well. 
how protective kind of you know the real hardcores are when they saw people talking shit about the fights and about Ronda Rousey because there were so many people I've never seen as many people even from McGregor fights yeah posting on posting you know the videos I've never seen so many look we better watch out no podcast startup this week because there are a serious amount of MMA expert analysts (laughs) uh, analysts doing the rounds on uh, (laughs) analysts doing the round on uh, social media this last few days what about me? What about my analysis of the fight? What about that? I have to say, yes. like, literally, my friend always had this story whenever they'd go to the race course, right? Yeah. Of, with his granny. And his granny would doesn't like bed. Like, they'd go for a meal and there'd be horses on as well and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and this, this lady would put a euro on every single horse in the race. Just so she would win uh, at no, the end would, of the come race. On, no, come on. And that is what no, you did no. last week. No. No, I'll, I'll admit. You're well. No, I am still right, but your analysis was very good last week. Yeah. She so, knows. It's tough to pick what's going to happen in the end, but to pick the way the fight is going to go, I think that's that's the real skill. Effectively, that, exactly. It's like first game of Cluedo, first round of Cluedo, just going for. You know what Cluedo is? Yeah. First round of Cluedo, just going for it. Mrs. Violet in the drawing room with the candlestick. And you get it, you know. Sometimes yeah. it happens. It's impossible to do it, but sometimes you can do it. If you watch enough, though, I think it's pretty easy to do it. <laughs> like so, sometimes. What? I'm, Wait, I'm, what's I'm, that word? What word? What? Watch? What? Watch? Yeah, watch. What watch. is watch? It's just you know, fight pass. Do you ever see hear that thing? Fight pass and chill. Fightpass.com. Oh no! Is it new? Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's fucking about two months old, I think. <laughs> It's just but, uh, just an infant. Any more anyone the Rousey home fight? We've a shitload of questions on it. Yeah, um, I would just say if we go back to the rematch because we kind I kind of got off it there a little bit. And yeah. um, UFC two hundred. Let's put it out there. It's pretty much it has to be that. Yeah, maybe. assuming Ronda wants like, is this going to be another case of George St Pierre not wanting to fight again? Ronda maybe not wanting to. I can see the UFC pressuring Ronda into taking that fight. I don't think she'll be ready. I don't think her skill set would be ready to fight Holly Holm at that stage. Do you think? Uh, Unless she leaves, I'm not sure if she comes back. Yeah, I also I said that at the weekend. I I wouldn't be surprised if she retired. Yeah, there wasn't many fights left for her, and if we can just touch on it very quickly as well. You can see why the cyborg fight didn't happen now yeah, for so long. Jesus, yeah. That was a big eye opener, and I hold my hands up to that, especially Ronda Rousey, twelve and one, polar, the most polarizing figure in mixed martial arts at the minute. I, I, I don't see her coming back. If she doesn't want to, she can have a good run. This next film she does could be a hit. She's already a big star in America. Do you know she can she can walk away from fighting now comfortably? But I do think she's the type of driven person that will want to come back and avenge this loss. Personally, though. I would rather see Misha Tate get a title shot. I'd rather see Ronda Rousey be able to take time out to hone her skill in a fight against someone that isn't a 19-time world champion boxer. Do you know, uh, put yeah. her in against Zingano again, or Jessica I or some well, of you the... Want, you want Ronda to fight someone before she I want to write. I want to see Ronda co-main event someone behind Misha Tate and Holly Holm. I don't think that's going to happen because Ronda has a film and stuff and she can't be back until Well the then let her fight somewhere else let her co-main event UFC 200 or uh, I imagine that co-main event UFC 200 and the title fight be underneath her <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That would be happen. yeah 
Like that's my my ideal situation for Ronda. She takes another fight. We get to see it. Um, she leaves the gym. She goes to TriStar. She works with Farah Sahabi. Um, for me, that's a cool scenario. But I, it's a I long way she, away from Hollywood. Yeah. I don't. She can probably leave LA. Is, is there any good other good trainers in LA? I don't know. Is Kings MMA in LA? Uh, yeah, maybe. Is that Rafael Cordero? Cordero, Cordero yeah, yeah, maybe. But I they don't, don't have really. They don't have any like small guys, or they don't have any women. I don't think. Plot twist. Yeah. Ronda Rousey joined SBG Ireland. Imagine. Be a good place though for her to get away from everything. But I, do you know what the thing about Rousey is? is uh, these six weeks camps aren't helping. Like, I think it was a, it was a huge factor that Holly Holm was a more kind of decorated mixed martial artist, decorated in the right word, but more well rounded. Like Rousey just has her judo and and her her submissions. Yeah. Like her boxing, she she doesn't kick. You know, she her wrestling. She doesn't she, she shoot. Yeah. To wrestle, she doesn't shoot. Like Holly Holm. Her stand, her takedown defense was really good. Her, you know, her, obviously her boxing, her kickboxing, she looks pretty well rounded. And you know, we often talked about Rousey, maybe being, you know the 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 high Gracie or the the Tito Ortiz maybe of the the women's division that's coming up. And I think I think Holly Holm might be the chocolate L. She might be that one who's taken on good takedown defense, good boxing, good kickboxing, knocks people out. And just think. The John Jones of that division doesn't even know what MMA is yet. Exactly, yeah. Or but hasn't even set foot in a gym. In one way, this is this is very good for MMA, for women's MMA. You know, it, it shows that it's not just a Rousey show, that there is a future, that people are going to come up and there's going to be big, good fights in, in the future. And? It, it's not just wrestling and Ronda Rousey. That more importantly, there are other divisions on the way. 125 was announced, uh-huh. I believe, for women's, and also... Well, uh, it was... It well, wasn't it no, was but that's what Dana's saying is probably going to be next. Terrible idea, though. Uh, well, we'll see. But I do think uh, from... I only did... like I'll put my hands up now. You know that we're doing the podcast early. We're capitalizing on the MMA hour not being on this week. People yeah. need a podcast fix. We're going to get it out there as quick as possible. But uh, due to the weekend away and traveling a lot, I saw the Rousey fight in full, and I saw a couple of highlights of the uh, Joanna champion fight. So if you wouldn't mind giving a more the full five round breakdown from what I seen again striking porn beautiful beautiful uh beautiful beautiful f- fight from Joanna and fair play um do you know what I'm not even going to pretend Sean I've forgotten the name of her opponent that's how it, whatever <laughs> for her not being finished yeah, look, I thought this was going to be a lot easier for Joanne, uh, for Joanna than, than it actually was. Uh, Latorno was as tough as nail. She did, right in the first round, argue she could have won it. It was, it was 50-50. She actually <clears throat> she was winning it until Ian Jacek hit her with an unbelievable front kick that she throws an awful lot. And she dazed her. And like, I tweeted out, Latorno doesn't know she's in Melbourne now. She was kind of, she was, uh, she was doing the chicken. She was on Queer second. Street. She was on Queer Street, she was. Um, Good old JR. But after that, yeah, Jacek really she took over. Um, it was one of those fights. It wasn't the best fight in the world, but it was. Yeah, Jacek didn't look herself. To be honest, I don't know. Maybe you know, traveling thirty-hour flight or whatever it is, long flight to get over to Australia. Latorno didn't really. Latorno looked good. She was good defensively. I know she got she got a bit of damage on her face, but over five rounds, she she her eye sock looked very bad, but. 
her face wasn't as beaten up as other opponents have been after one round or two rounds yeah. against CJ Trick. So she did pretty well. Um, the record setter, uh, she, Joanna. Yeah, it, it was more. Yeah, exactly. First fourth round ever, fourth, first fifth round ever in, oh. in women's UFC history. No, I, but, I meant her, her striking volume. Oh, she was, was uh, 18 strikes. She's the second most. She's landed the second most significant strikes in UFC history now, and she has landed the most leg kicks in a UFC fight ever. Oh, that's that's very good. But Letourneau had more of a, a refined kind of game than she has had before, and that that did well for her to survive. But maybe it didn't well do great for her chances of winning. Um, yeah, Jacek really. She dominated the fight, and. Uh, as I say, it wasn't the greatest fight ever, but it was another. It was another good win. It's uh, onwards and upwards for her. Up and atom. Exactly. Did you see uh, Mark Hunt, Antonio Bigfoot Silva? Uh, I saw the gif, and that's yeah. pretty much all you really needed to see of the fight. It, it was another one. Bigfoot Hunt, looked pretty, uh, uh, pretty old, he, like you, like we thought. Mark Hunt looked better than maybe he's ever looked. Well, it's tough to say because it was such a short fight, but. He looked, as I said about uh, Letourneau, he, he looked very refined in his striking. He was kind of stalking um, Hunt, um, Silva rather than going in with his usual big left hook, you know, putting himself in danger maybe of getting getting countered. <clears throat> People were talking all week about how he's looking looking very... Uh, lean. Lean, We yeah, thought there could have been a little bit of abs on show at the weigh-ins. A little bit. There was, there was a little bit. There was a little bit, but... Obviously, knocked baby him steps, again. baby steps. Huge punch, knocked him down, knocked, finished him. Um, that that was pretty much all she all she wrote. Uh, what do you think, Bigfoot Silva? Do you think he's gonna? Do you think he should be released? Do you think he's gonna fight again? What do you think? I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC like I, he doesn't strike me as someone that the UFC would endeavor to hold on to. Uh, if yeah. push came to shove, I don't think he would be a huge draw in Bellator. I think he would go go over to Bellator and. Maybe win a couple of fights, but I couldn't see him. Uh, I couldn't really ever see him being the champion over there. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe like I don't think they're. I, I think he, he should just retire himself. Yeah, maybe. They're, they're like there's guys he can beat over in uh, like even fights in Brazil. There's rematches there with Overeem and Brown as well. Like he beat both of them, so I'm sure they they wouldn't mind rematching him again. Yeah, especially he's, now. Yeah, he's lost three of his last four. Like I don't think he's ever going to get in up into the top again, but I think there's plenty of guys like between maybe five and twenty in the rankings that like he can beat probably half of them at least. So they're not going. I don't think they're going to cut a guy like that, and especially when uh, heavyweight is so um <coughs> so threadbare so thin, so as thin, it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about uh, Paul Paul what? Craig Paul Bearjew Craig Bearjew? He won. Yeah, he won again. Put him in against Bigfoot Silva. Here I got called out in the interview. Did you? Yeah, Steve. Uh, Steve said that he had a colleague in Ireland, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's like, what's he done? I saw that. What's he done? Sitting at home in his mum in his mum's basement." And I, I just wanted to be like, "Here, mate." I was like, let's, "I'm national champion jujitsu. What are you talking yeah, about?" Let's calm the Jets here, right? Berlin Open, IBJJF, Nogi, third place, dirty gold. I I saw that picture. You were standing on top on the top of the. Ocean. Yeah, can I just can I just point that out before we get back to the MMA discussion? Because someone actually asked me to bring that up. Uh, shout outs to Dave Fogarty because I need to defend. <laughs> I ne- need to defend myself. Who also got me a birthday present? It arrived there uh, today. Nice. Um, a Marcelo Garcia choke boys T-shirt. Oh yeah. Um, but also the uh, 
defend myself. So, when you get your medals on the IBJJF podium, you're not allowed to have a club t-shirt there. Yeah. Uh, you just get it and you pose for a picture that they take. Then, everybody usually huddles up around the first, the top podium and you can have your uh, your club thing on display or whatever like that. So, first of all, being an alpha male, I exerted my dominance and said, I'm going to stand as close to number one as possible on the podium so it doesn't look like I'm on the outside and make the other guy stand on the outside and then get right up on the fucking podium number one just to let him know who's boss, you know? Yeah. And it worked. For fuck's sake. Or not. That was embarrassing. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, how did you get? How did you lose? Uh, points. Oh, no, I got Kamurd. Did you? Kimura. It was, uh, it was sore. It actually was quite sore. He put, did you he tap? Put, yeah, yeah, I tapped. But was I you? almost, in the gi then, I lost as well. I went out. I almost went out. And yeah. like to the point of like, I was like, this is my last breath. I should tap. And then as soon as you let go of it, I couldn't get up straight away because all the colours were coming back into the room. Oh, yeah. So I just decided to, to chill for a minute. But um, talk to me. That's, what happened then? Did they just stop it? Or? Well, yeah, no, I tapped. And then I'm looking up at the roof and I was like, the ref's looking over me and my eye, he's like, are you back? Are you okay? Oh, right. And I was like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Just give me a second. The room's spinning. And then I sat up. I know. So that's it. Um, anyway, I, um, I was trying to subtly check what's next on the, on the running order, but my phone has died. Next week's so, card. Ne- a little bit about that. Oh, we have a question about next week's card as well, I believe. Do we? Um, it's Seoul next weekend, isn't it? Ben Henderson. Uh, well, no, no. It's um, geez, I hope it's not. No, it's it's tough Latin America finale. Neil right. Magny so against like, Kelvin Gastelum. Why are we talking about that again? Just because it's coming up next week. Let's just for five seconds. The Neil, Neil Magny Gastelum. Gastelum's probably going to win that. Let me get you, the card up for you. Okay, I'd send you a link, but it probably stopped the Skype. Uh, yeah, pull- your your Windows Ten. No, I already have it. It's loading now. Um, speaking about Windows Ten. Last night, I was lucky I went down it last night because usually I come on like half an hour before the podcast and do any updates I need to my computer so it doesn't crash during the podcast. Went down last night and I did like a three and a half hour update. What? Like, yeah, it was like the whole... Did you, you get know, a new computer? I, and I got a new Windows, ver- I got a new version of Windows. So hopefully it's better. It hasn't crashed today anyway, but now it probably will. Because you, uh, you're not a big fan of Windows 10. It's well, no, it's well doc. Sean Sheehan well versus Windows 10 is well documented on this podcast. Yeah. It's like um, the fucking Tim Sylvian and Andrei Arlovsky of the fucking technical world. Okay, I'm going to take back what I said about this card. Not bad. Top three are okay. Ricardo Lamas and Diego Sanchez. That should be fun. Uh, Formiga and... K- oh, I'm not going to say... Cejudo? Cejudo. Cejudo. R- wrong way around. Um, Efren Escudero is back. He's alive. He's yeah. mad. Uh, first, first UFC fighter to ever follow me on Twitter. Was he? Yeah, for Nescadero. You know, Barack Obama follows me on Twitter. Really? Yeah. He follows a lot of people, that doesn't he? Um, Andre Feely, back in there. Jeez, this is actually a quite... Is he? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, Jeez, he's never fighting even uh, Benitez. What and, about uh, your boy uh, Taylor Lapalus is fighting? That's what I was going to say against Eric Perez. Is that, uh, is that, go- is brothers, that Gotio? There? Yeah, that's Gotio Perez. Yeah, there's Taylor Lapalus. Palace and... Uh, yeah, Damien or something. Did Mar- he Batman last week? Or? Marius... Is it not the guy he, uh, he fights in... Remember yeah, no, both... no, you're right. His brother, yeah. Damien. Remember there was one of them going to fight in Cage Warriors, that Sweden Yeah, card. was it against Chris Fields? 
I jeez, I don't know. I think one of them was meant. Well, obviously it wouldn't have been Taylor, but for some reason I think Damien. Was, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Chris Fields. I don't think was it. I don't know. Someone. Oh, like, I can remember. There's definitely been a Le, Le Pius or whatever like that. Oh, he fought Joseph oh, no, Duffy. Fought Joseph Duffy. That's yeah, that it. Good. That's it. Is this, guy, this guy? A no, quick, guy. A quick Google of his name. Joseph Duffy. He's actually uh, four and one since then. Oh, what's his name? Is it Damien? Damien, yeah. Yeah, I was at that fight as well. <laughs> so <laughs> was I. Obviously, so were you, yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, you're right. He fought at the weekend at Bama. His brother fought at the weekend at Bama ah, and go. lost to Jack McGann. Shannon, you're, you're a cousin. Look, unless, uh, unless you are about to pay public liability insurance... There was no BAM event at the weekend, so moving on. Were the, were the severe boys there, no? Was, was Steve yeah, there? Yeah, they were, yeah. Ah, sure, there you go, so. Did they pay the insurance? Oh, you're right, actually. No, they didn't, like, but there you go. <laughs> Maybe that's from next year, I think it is. Maybe, yeah. But I'm actually just looking, I'm on that BAM card. Nathaniel Wood uh, fought, he opened the yeah. card, and he yeah. beat Brian Creighton. And he is definitely someone, I can remember at that Cage Warriors card when he... Uh, Broke Steve McComb's arm. Remember my, that? Yeah, my vine got about a hundred thousand. No, well, not a hundred thousand. Like ten thousand. Was that the last Cage Warriors? Cage Warriors fight. Cage Warriors card. I think it was last November. Maybe seventy four. Like that's definitely a guy. What that about I'm the looking. one there? There was one the three arena. Do you remember there a couple of weeks ago? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The UFC card. Petty oh no, and, Cage Warriors. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and Nicholas Dalby what, fa- uh, versus Nicholas Darren Till. <laughs> Darren yeah. Till, that Cage Warriors guy. Graham Boylan said they'd bring Cage Warriors back to Dublin in October. And look, and he was right. Look, all <laughs> hail Graham Boylan. Look, uh, the man does not lie. Hashtag Boylan knows. Fucking dead right. Yeah. That was a nice wee uh, soiree we took there through European yeah. domestic MMA. Exactly. Thanks, thanks well, to Sure Dog Pages. Discard. Magni and Gaslam. Do you think Gaslam will win? Uh, if he makes weight, if he looks comfortable, yeah. yeah I know you are a fan of Magni, but um, yeah, I'm more of a fan of, of, fan of, fan of Gaslam. I thought you were, don't know where you were bringing <laughs> that, that there for a minute. Whoa, I'm whoa. more of a fag. That's what whoa. it sounds like you're about to easy, say. Easy tiger. Uh, Lamas and Diego Sanchez. I think this will be a good fight, but I think Lamas will just take him down eventually. Diego Sanchez. I can't wait written. to see what Diego Sanchez will be like at 145. Yes, yes, yes. He's. Uh, it's going to be hard for him to make 145 uh, who knows maybe he's gone vegan or something mad like that and he's living healthy now like I know Albuquerque is the party's capital for uh, mixed martial arts fighters if you get yeah. my drift um, <laughs> and I'm definitely really looking forward to seeing him drop down there maybe he's on maybe they're all on new life kicks down in Albuquerque maybe maybe uh, for me guys Cejudo is a good fight as well uh Probably gonna decide who's the next to fight Demetrius Johnson for his belt. For me, because one of those guys, I always forget who he is, and like, you know he's a good fighter, but I don't know. It's because he I has a generic up. Brazilian name. Yeah, like there's so a lot of formigos yeah. for formigas. So who'd all probably beat him and win? Um, I have a Brazilian nickname. Would you believe? What is it? Yeah, Faracau. 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 I used to be known as Sean Lino around the place. I also so, have Faracau Gino. Little Hurricane. Speaking of speaking stuff like that, what about Clan Wars? You were out there to weekend. <laughs> Wait, how'd you get I, Hurricane? I, and Clan I don't Wars? know. I've no idea. Speaking of the weather, you speaking were at an in- MMA fight at the weekend. <laughs> speaking of countries, you were in one where an MMA fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A separate country. One, I, I was. I was um, Is that what you're about to say? Sorry. No. What? I, what I, I said a separate country. Do you know oh, the way? Yeah, don't get into that stuff. So. I was, a, I was, uh, 
I was surprised Paul Byrne lost. I was very impressed by him with Bama. But. Ronan McKay, the spoiler. The severe MMA Facebook page. That's his it new nickname. stealing my jokes. Yeah, I know. It. I just had to get in there. Ronan McKay's new fight nickname is the severe MMA Facebook page because he's always spoiling stuff. Um, very good performance from uh, Ronan McKay at the weekend. Paul Byrne looked threatening on the feet. He still he said afterwards he didn't really feel himself. He was very nervous and he thought the occasion got to him. You have to take into account that's the first time um, at a decent sized capacity show like Clan Wars with well organized, good production value sort of thing. That Who's he, that uh, Paul Byrne. That's did he fight a Bama? No main event. Is oh, what I mean. That's okay. the first time he's been. You know, everyone's there for him. Um, I know he main evented a UXC card before when he there's just one pro fight on it, but this is uh this would be this would have been the biggest fight for him so far I think because you know maybe one or two wins away from the UFC you know the yeah. Conor Cook when he was a bit of the underdog and people thought oh Conor Cook's the more established name like he's gonna he's gonna beat Paul Byrne and he's gonna come back and stuff like that so. I um I do think it may have got to him a little bit, but wrote, take nothing away from Ronan McKay. He has some devastatingly good jiu-jitsu. Like, to be able to hold position, land shots from top, and control as well. Paul Byrne is very, very... He's a unit, like, and he has good jiu-jitsu. He'd be hard to hold down. Um, some of Paul Byrne's strikes were landing, and he was getting good success, at least in the first round. But I do think it was a case very similar to the Rousey fight. Once Ronan McKay, a.k.a. Holly Holm, found out the strikes that were working best for him, he was able to implement them a lot more and he was a lot sharper in, in landing them. Uh, Brian Moore, uh, it finished with st- a stoppage from uh, ground and pound from Mount. Nice. But uh, Paul Byrne cu- got a nasty cut underneath his eye as well. Yeah. Um, from uh, I think it was from an elbow and then McKay just tar- like there was serious blood coming out of it and it was such a small cut. Yeah. He got covered. Uh, Brian Moore, uh, 19 months out of the cage, a very impressive return to action against Tommy McCafferty. Um, Tommy, for me, it just seemed like Brian put it up very excellently on his uh, Facebook page. He got hurt, he got hit twice, and he kind of, he, I don't know if he said he got hurt twice, but he went down on a knee or he, st- he staggered from the clean shots that landed. <coughs> and, he, um, <coughs> and he recovered. Brian Moore <coughs> at 155 seems very, very strong. Like, even though he's, it's just typical bogger strength. Do you know that sort of thing? He can fight He can fight at a weight class heavier than he should be fighting at, but his strength will make up for it. You know, he, he will be physically smaller, but he will not be out, out-strengthened physically. Is that a word? Maybe. Could be. It is now. Um, do you want uh, to hear an interesting story about Brian Moore? Yes. A friend of mine, um, I used to live with a guy from Wexford in, uh, in uh, college, and he was always telling me about Brian Moore, like he... like. Oh, he's an MMA fighter from Wexford and stuff. So I kind of looked him up a bit. And I, he was one of the first ever Irish MMA fighters that I really like looked into and like was watching his fights and stuff and following him on Twitter and stuff. So there you go. That's it. It wasn't that interesting, really. But yeah, that's it. I, I've always have an affinity for Brian Moore. And he beat her by. He beat her by Tommy McCafferty. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. What? I got sent a screenshot there and it was fucking disgusting and I was like trying to close it as quick as possible and I shouldn't have opened it. I can't even describe what it was. What um was it? no, I'm not telling you. Tommy McCafferty, where does he go from here? Do you know? As uh uh-huh. as Graham said rather like admittedly, yeah, I and I said it like this is the hard part for me covering this sport. Like 
I am a, Brian fought a great fight Brian was the better fighter he deserved to win on the night uh, but it is hard to see people that you consider friends and like lose and stuff like that and that's one thing that I will have to definitely consider and look at as I go on in this uh, in this journey of covering mixed martial arts but I would say that uh, Graham made a, a little joke that I thought was funny I did laugh at it he said at least now Tommy won't be asking him to update the severe MMA rankings for a while <laughs> Oh. Because that was uh, going on for quite a while before. But the he, has, he has Brian Moore now, though. Brian Moore, a good man for doing that as well. Uh, Brian Moore him. used to always be asking about the rankings as well. Yeah, getting yeah. them updated. But like, you look at just how uh, two fights can change something for a fighter. Tommy, like, still six and two is a very good record. You've seen guys in guys in the UFC at eight and two, nine and two. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't think that the UFC is still out of uh, Tommy's reach. I thought Brian just fought a perfect game plan, like. Tommy striking, you know, is already that good. And under Martin McLaughlin, who, first of all, congratulations, got his black belt in jiu-jitsu at the weekend, is a very, very good wrestling coach. And from having wrestled with Tommy, rolled with Tommy, and been told all the stories about the guy sparring him, Ronan McKay told me at the weekend he finds it hard to take down Tommy when they spar on a Sunday. So, do you know, maybe it's an occasion thing. Maybe it's Brian Moore, like a new body type. Uh, underestimating his ability like when Brian Moore took him down he made a count and that was the most impressive thing about it like Brian Moore was going into that fight knowing that standing with him probably wasn't going to be a good idea and he had to like that was the only way he could win was by grinding him out finishing him on the ground getting a decision and he got the rear naked choke and it was very very well set up Brian just had the perfect fight you know it was very uh, very impressive for Brian and hopefully it's uh, not sooner rather than later that we see him back in uh, the rest of the card, same old clan wars, uh, a couple of mismatches for funky finishes uh, earlier down in the card, a couple of well-matched amateur fights, um, one guy who I'm really looking forward to see again is a guy called Glenn Irvine at a next-gen Northern Ireland, um, just has power in his hands, he puts people away, he's a middleweight, he will fight at light heavyweight as well, I definitely, um, definitely want to watch out for there. Yeah. Um, so sorry for boring you there. Even though I have to admit I like the new Sean Sheehan, you know, taking a, a, a nice bit of an interest in the pro domestic scene in Ireland. It's well, cute. Well, well, a, a mild. A, it's like you sounded repulsed that I even suggest that. There, <laughs> well, yeah. no way. Uh, yeah. Just before we get into the questions, you you were very you were voicing your opinion a lot during the week on Sky Sports. BT, oh. the whole deal for the oh. UFC. Sherlock, are you trying to reveal, get me to reveal my sources? Yeah, your fucking sources. What? Yeah. Talking to yourself. Go on. Yeah. Where do, where do it you doesn't count. Go? It doesn't count as a source if you record something and play it back to yourself. <laughs> where do you think you'll go next year when the Sky when the Sports? Deal do you think so? Yeah, I, I just, I, like, let's be honest. Did we mention this last week in the podcast? No. Right, Satanta usually. Like literally projectile vomit the words Conor McGregor out of their mouth in a press release. Like they will rush to announce the fact that Satanta is the only place to watch Conor McGregor and the UFC. Exclusively on the BT Sports pack provided by Satanta Sports. Like literally they need to stop playing like acting like playing big big brother to BT just is a big thing like because it's not. Um they really like they didn't mention in the press conference in the uh, press release anything about McGregor they just said UFC 194 now I see where you are coming from that 
Irish fans are guaranteed that they're going to be able to see it. All yeah. like the UFC was never up for discussion in that. Do you know what I mean? Because the UFC yeah, rights yeah. are on BT issue, yeah. till then, so it was just like, oh yeah, they're back, blah blah blah. So that's good enough for the, that's good enough. I see where you're coming from, but the whole thing, all the evidence from before, like I could be completely wrong, pissing in the dark. Dave Allen didn't text me back when I asked him to tell me if it was true or not. Uh, even whatever though he, happened with Dave Allen. Uh, he's working. He was in Ireland last weekend. He actually texted me. He's working with a couple of different, uh, couple of different companies again. I don't know. I think he's laying low. But he, um, so I, I just think like the UFC was being shown on Pick TV, Sky Sports on that. They get to have a wee look in behind the scenes, see how it works. Stories on Sky Sports uh, on the website, and there has been for quite a while. The rights are up on the first of January two thousand and sixteen. Like, if you want to just put it out there, Conor McGregor may be the reason Sky Sports are now interested in the UFC because he's such a big star in the UK and Ireland. Can you imagine if you told Conor McGregor five years ago that you are going to single-handedly change Sky Sports' opinion on a sport? I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that that is. Now, I can understand why people might be uh, sceptical. I think it would be absolute suicide for Sky to try to do anything pay-per-view with the UFC. Yeah, I think they they'll, I think they'll just put it on Sky Sports 1, Sky Sports 2, have programming on 3 and 4 or extra, whatever channels there are around these days. I don't actually even have Sky in my house, Sky Sports in my house, and haven't for about five years. So I do think um, I would like to see it go to Sky, to be honest. I think that's yeah. the next step that it's needed for the UK and Ireland in terms of eyeballs being put on it. You know, Sky Sports News, like, it's on in every bookies in the country. It's on in every lad house in the country. It's on, like, I don't have Sky Sports, but Sky Sports News will be on almost any time that I'm watching Sky. Yeah, people who are worried about it going to pay-per-view, like, it's not going to happen. No way. Like, they had Floyd Mayweather boxing fights on Sky, and they didn't put them on pay-per-view. They had the Pacquiao fight. Like, if you, that's kind of a different case. They're not going to put fights on at 3 o'clock in the morning on pay-per-view. MMA fights anyway, and they don't they don't even do a boxing. They put Triple G fights on, haven't put them on pay per view. Like the fan base isn't big enough to put them on pay per view. They could build it; it could become that big, but like it's not going to happen. Um, not in the next four or five years anyway. I don't think so. I wouldn't be worried about that. And as you say, Sky Sports News. I I was talking to someone. Um, how am I going to say it? Someone in in the, in the uh, know. In the yeah, kind of in the know, but they were kind of agreeing with me, and they said they think it's going to go to Sky Sports. So it's it's not someone from the UFC or anything, but it's someone around that kind of scene. Um, but mm. yeah, so it, it it could. I'm I'm a bit skeptical. Like every time I think about this, I think about that was it Gary Cook that said that well, the main like the main guy in the sports division of Sky doesn't like MMA, and they got rid. Remember, it was a cage wires and. I don't know that cage rage and all those was that on Sky Sports it used to be on Sky Sports yeah and then they got rid of it and like they got rid of it just before the UFC deal was up or whatever before BT signed it and they were like oh they're just clearing the way for the UFC oh yeah cage warriors were on it or something weren't they yeah yeah I remember that so yeah and as far as I know that guy is still there so but like Sky have lost a lot of the Premier League Games. But they've got Premier they've League lost. games back for Ireland. Have, Did you see that? Have, the 3 yeah. p.m. kickoffs are going to be shown in Ireland now. They've lost the Champions League. Well done. They've lost some of the European rugby. So they might be looking to start first off, and and then um, it, it might be possible. Do you know. So put a gun to your head. 
Conor McGregor's next fight, well, yeah. will be in Crow Park. Will mm-hmm. be in Dublin. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, allegedly. No. Sources indicate. No, it's not going to happen. No, I can't say it, no. No. No, no, you can't. Can I say a little birdie told me something? Little, Yeah, do go on, say a little birdie. A little birdie may have a... You know, I, I obviously as a hacktivist, as a hacktivist, <laughs> as an as an anonymous user, you know, yeah. I took a break from the war on ISIS recently and uh, hacked into the, you know, um, oh, Sean, okay, pretty much. There's going to be news, I think, in the next three weeks about UFC Dublin next week. That's what, can I say that? Yeah. Next year. Can I say yeah. that? You can say that, yeah. You think there might be. I think there might be, and I think the way that it will come out is the same way... Was it me that found out last year? Yeah. The same way that we found out last year that the UFC had provisionally booked Crow Park for May of this year. So if you know what I'm talking about, you'll know what I'm talking about. But there is something that a document that will probably be released yeah. in the Crow next Park couple of weeks. Every year. Like, All Park right, fine. We'll stop year. being cryptic. Crow oh. Park released something every year about how the year has gone for them, what they've yeah. done, the revenue, how they've improved their litter and match day clearances to not affect the neighbours. And they'll say what's coming up in the next year. In last year's edition, they mentioned that it was provisionally booked for May. A non-GAA sporting event had booked the stadium. And I would be very, 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 very shocked if it wasn't included again on the next brochure that is due out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that mean that doesn't mean it's going to happen, though. It just means that the UFC have put a provisional offer or booked Crow Park. Like, same way that with, they did with the O2. They probably had that booked for four dates over the year. And then it's pocket change, I suppose, for them to cancel it. Yeah. <coughs> uh, I, I still don't think it's going to happen. Well, you're a sceptic. We'll see. Well, um, no, no, I'm a realist. <laughs> I'm a realist. Um, but aside from that, I I said that as part of a point. Conor McGregor's next fight is going to yeah. be. Do you think if McGregor loses, that Sky will think about not? Uh, what was not that? Oh, Sean, I'm really annoyed. I can't think what I said. Uh, ah, Conor McGregor, where you can watch his next fight. Put a gun to your head. BT Satanta. Well, exclusively he, he, on the Satanta pack after after Vegas after Aldo. Uh, BT, I think it'll still be with BT. I think it'll be with Sky. Interesting, nice. d- interesting debacle. Indeed, indeed. We we'll um, get on to a few questions. I don't see why not, John. Have you got some questions lined up? Yeah, we've we've got more questions this week than we've ever gotten before. We usually get around between twenty and thirty questions around. What? Yeah, Do every we? week. Yeah. This week we've around a hundred. So I had to last week's uh, week podcast was very good, very good numbers. Well, and did you go through my Twitter? Like I asked, because I have. A f- if you yeah, didn't, I did. there, was like, there was only like two or three questions. All right. Well, maybe you couldn't them. see some of them. Uh, I, I I have some ready as well. So we we'll get through these quickly enough. Um, from at MMA Takeover underscore, do you think Robert Whitaker has established himself enough to headline the Brisbane Card in March? Yeah, they announced that the other day, didn't they? It's the day after our UFC in Vegas, or the day before UFC in Vegas. Um, I don't know. I would like 
you'd probably think maybe there's no one else kind of standing out. I think some of the guys at the lower end of the card at the weekend are still another fight or two away from headlining the fight night. Depends. Yeah. Like I think it's very hard for us to say because we don't know how it's... We we were okay with saying, yeah, McGregor should be headlining this card against Brandau because we see how much of a star he was in Ireland. We don't really have that cultural influence and cultural insight down uh, down down under. So if you're an, an Irish expat MMA fan listening down... De- down under uh, get back to us and uh, let us know I think it depends who he's fighting yeah that was a good one that was a good one that wasn't bad if he's fighting someone like Bisping he maybe yeah but Bisping Bisping Um, in London homie yeah probably or you know someone there's there's a lot of middleweight fights coming up so Dan Henderson one of those losers or something yeah maybe Um, I think Robert Whittaker's very good he did very well against Uriah Hall and uh he, it just shows you how good Wonderboy is. Wonderboy absolutely tuned him up, and he's beating everyone above at middleweight. So, Wonderboy is the best in the world. Okay, best in the world. Next question: Do you think this Holly Holm against Ronda Rousey was the biggest shock in UFC history? And what are your top three biggest shocks? Um, I don't think it was the biggest shock in history. Me neither. No. And there's only one shock worth talking about: Saint Pierre versus Matt Serra. That is the ultimate. Will never be beaten. UFC upset. I'm gonna go with three. Brand um, uh, TJ against um, TJ against Barrow. Two, Sarah and Saint Pierre, and number one, Chris Weidman against Anderson Silva. Ah. I've, I've never been so shocked watching a fight ever as that. I couldn't believe it. Like, like oh, the the Holly Holm fight when she knocked her out. Like, oh yeah, I was kind of you know I thought that could happen. There was no way I thought Chris Weidman could knock out Anderson Silva with, with a fucking left hook like, and just didn't think it was possible. That was the biggest shock ever to me. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, from at MMA True Talk, do you think Ronda moving team would help her? Um, and he suggests SPG. Um, I was kind of, I was reading all this stuff about Ronda needing to get away from Edmund. I don't necessarily think she does. I just think she needs a new striking coach to come in and work with her. Because, you know, she is someone like that. Like her mama said, she's superstitious. She's stuck in... Like, she likes her routine. Maybe she likes her six-week training camps. That's all. Like, I think she's happy where she is. You know, you follow the happiness. You stay with the happiness. Like, don't change really? your life. Yeah. You don't think she should leave Edmund? I think Edmund should have a reduced capacity in her training. I think she could still train at Glendale but I think she should head on over to Caesar Gracie and train with the Diaz's full time I think she needs an MMA coach Caesar Gracie and the Diaz's Caesar Gracie BJJ there's a reason like a lot of MMA coaches Nick Diaz what about his cryptic tweets about Ronda though yeah he's a bit weird she it? done lost the same way they screwed bro <laughs> a lot of MMA coaches are very kind of um biased towards their field if you know what I mean like you you know the difference between like a jiu-jitsu coach that's coaching MMA and like a striking coach that went into coach MMA like I think um, or like in Ireland when nobody uh, someone who has no business should be coaching MMA (laughs) but it's like that's what makes Farah Sahabi so good and what makes Greg Jackson so good is that they're actually like pure MMA coaches and they they can bring in all that, that I think that's what makes them so good and yeah I think Randa should leave I don't think Edmund Actually can coach. I 
Can I change my answer? Yeah, she yeah. needs to leave fucking Edmund Tarverian. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you're gone mad. Because uh, <laughs> I knew that would haunt me. Like, you would keep bringing that up. Like. Definitely. Next question from Gavin Springett, friend of the podcast. How realistic, Hi, Gavin. Is How realistic is it that home could now become a dominant champ after her destruction of Ronda? Um, that's a very good question. I Like, I'm trying to think. I was thinking that the other day. I was like, can Misha now have a chance? Can Misha be- Do you think Misha Tate beats Holly Holm? No, I don't think so. I think I don't think Misha's wrestling is strong enough to take her down. I think Holly beats her on the feet easily. Mm, but that's weird. Like, you could see someone then, like... Do you think someone like Sarah McMahon would have a good chance against Maybe. Holly Holm because of the Maybe, styles? Yeah. But I think Sarah McMahon is very Michelle smart. Nicolini. No, Mackenzie Dern. Whatever one of them is transitioning over to MMA. Jiu-Jitsu for life. Jiu-Jitsu will beat Holly Holm. I'd like to see Sarah McMahon against uh, against Holly Holm, to be honest. Although Sarah McMahon isn't, she's another one that ha- hasn't put her MMA game together well. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I, I think Sarah McMahon is good. Like she, Olympian versus last, Olympian. Yeah. Well, Holly Holm's not an Olympian. Huh. But oh, yeah, but the Rousey fight was, yeah. But yeah, uh, there's a few interesting matchups now for Holly Holm in the future. And to be honest, I don't, I don't think there's many people that can beat her. Um, so she could be. I think she could become a dominant. How champion. nice if we can just elaborate on that point very quickly. Rings magazine. They owe Holly Holm a cover and an apology. She's been on the cover before, as far as oh, I know. Oh, has she? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. well then. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Amy McLean at Amy McLean, friend of the podcast as well, asks, "Was Saturday night the worst atmosphere ever at the UFC?" I didn't notice it to be honest. Did you? I, I no. To be honest. I don't. I think it is very hard to gauge yeah. a stadium atmosphere unless you're in the stadium. Yeah. You know that sort of way. Unless you're at a unless you're watching a rugby match on television that has the mics set set up at the pitch. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. all around the crowd. Like I think the way the UFC configure things like that is like the only real mics that that are, as far as I know, audible are the ones that hang around the cage. Do you know? I like they wouldn't have mics stationed in the crowd and stuff like that. I don't think. Yeah. Um. I tweeted Ariel asking him and he was kind of like replied are you serious and then Danny Rube was there I asked him was it better than UFC Dublin and uh, Danny Rube replied that it wasn't close that UFC Dublin was way better so yeah I got a picture of Danny Rubenstein sent to me this morning would you believe did you? from who? Greg Savage he said oh. uh, when I put up my tweet about the, the question uh, or when I put up the tweet about who has any uh, questions for the the yeah. podcast, I got a direct message with a picture of the two of them laughing, saying, me and Danny have a question, why are you such a fucking wanker? Ah, sure, jeez, that's a hard one to answer now. Yeah, I, and then I sent one back of me smiling, and it said, it comes with being very good looking. Yeah. Um, Will Martin, at Will Martin, I'm a friend of the podcast as well. Uh, Probably celebrating about- record high uh, YouTube views after your shout out last week. Definitely. Uh, he asked about Paul Burns and... Obviously he lost, but we spoke a bit about him. But do you think he can still make it to the UFC? Do you think he's he's uh, he, and he asked, do you think his loss was because he thought he was going to be making his UFC debut uh, pretty soon? Um, it's definitely an interesting one. He's a guy who fought a long time ago and is back fighting now. He's at SBG. He's seen what he's, he can achieve there. Um, maybe and he can see what the path in front of him that John etc is laying out for him. So I do think I'd still be quite hopeful of guys like Paul Byrne getting signed to the UFC, to be honest. Definitely. Yeah. Um, just one or two more. Uh, at Philip J. Perry on Twitter. Do you we think have it's... about 
uh, 10 minutes left, I'd say, Sean. If that's Irish. okay. We'll, we'll finish when we finish. Do you think it's acceptable to punch an unconscious opponent three times in the neck when they're obviously out cold? Rules or not? Holly Holm? Yeah. Um. To be fair, yeah, Ronda was caught. Like, Ronda was out, out. But everybody lost their shit when Dan Henderson did it on Michael Bisbing. Thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I I didn't saw nothing wrong with what Holly Holm did. She had to follow her down. And, and they uh, weren't, uh, yeah, and to be honest, they weren't coffin nails. They were, no. they were slaps. They were, yeah. And I think, fair enough, the referee... Herb Dean was probably like as surprised as anyone and still I think was in relatively quick yeah um, did you see this long question we got from Per at yeah there was a couple of, a couple of good ones yeah do you have that in front of you do you want to read it out I'm about to have it in front of me I'm just scrolling down through my ears here it is here who would win the fight between Shaquille O'Neal and Steven Seagal was his last question well Steven Seagal obviously the sensei yeah. Uh, there was a big thing come out of that recently. It was a video of Anderson Silva laughing about him, yeah, pretty much confirming that, that did Seagal just pay to be associated with him? I'd say Anderson just had him there for the crack. Like. Yeah, just as, like, as a joke, yeah. like yeah, that's hilarious. Um, it seems like you get a bit superstitious over mind over matter. Um, I like we we spoke about earlier. Uh, I do think Ronda's mom's interference, like falling out with your mom, is a big thing. Yeah, do you know, and I do think for for someone like Rhonda whose mother is everything to her like got her to the level in judo that she got to you know falling out with her over who you think is the best person to be taking your career in whatever direction I would definitely say that had uh, a pretty big uh, a pretty big effect um, the second part of his question was how good BGJ guys are in the gym and I was thinking about this if you look at someone like Damian Maya do you know what I mean? He, his jiu-jitsu has only ever really excelled to the point of brilliance in the UFC when he isn't going against another high-level grappler. The chael and lateral drop into triangle, perfect. chael and like, very little uh, submission defense. But ruined I think it was... Neil Magny. For what? He ruined Neil Magny. Ruined Neil Magny. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, Damian Maia fought uh, that guy Miranda. I can't yeah. think of it. And he was a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and it was a relatively boring match. Like, literally, they t- just cancelled each other out. So, if I was to say, like, if Connor went against uh, a grappler, like, the question was, how would Connor go against uh, a pure BGJ grappler? And um, it's a pretty hard question to, to think about it. From what I've been told before, Darrow O'Connell, uh, who's one of Ireland's best BGJ black belts, said to me, if you put Connor in a gi and put him in the World Championships, he'd probably lose in the first round. But if you put Connor into the no-gi World Championships at a brown belt level against guys who exclusively train no-gi, then you would be very, very surprised at how good Connor would do. So he's, he's, he rates Connor's no-gi grappling very, very highly. And I know a lot of guys at SBG rate his uh, no-gi game very highly. And I think it's kind of down to the, the insane work ethic and determination that he has in improving himself. Uh, as a martial artist one uh, the last one about that Sean that you would like sudden death in the old boxing matches huh is that coming into MMA what's that about where you get to take turns with one hit each until one person quits <laughs> maybe open hand slaps or a low kick would work in MMA instead hashtag would watch yeah <laughs> it's like X arm uh, per yeah. if you want if you want your bloodlust from that uh, go into thank you very much for the questions as well I notice you're uh, listening from Germany as well so uh, thanks very much uh, we appreciate it yeah. but um, 
X-Arm. It's where two guys get into an arm wrestling competition and get strapped to the table and <laughs> punch the head of each other with MMA gloves on. Animals. And there's been flying arm bars in it as well. Yeah. Now, Sean. Two, uh, last two questions. Well, I was going to ask you Go on. Uh, two quick ones that are on my friends list, or that are on my Twitter page. Okay, we have four questions. Have uh, how bad will it be for the UFC from Kieran O'Flynn if Conor loses next month as two of their biggest stars will not be champions anymore? Yeah, it'll be bad, but I think people read into that too much. Um, like, Conor could come back. If, like, if he loses, he'll probably fight Joseph Duffy in Ireland. It'll be a big show. And he'll probably get a, a, a lightweight title shot fairly quickly. Um, so, like, obviously they want they probably want him to win the, the championship. But, um, yeah. I think if Conor loses, back, it doesn't matter. He's a star regardless. No. Yeah, like, it'll be a bit like Jel Sonnen, the way he keeps getting into the big fights. And, uh like yeah I, I don't like I think he's good enough to not keep losing so yeah. he they'll have no option but to put him into you know big fights so. well then uh, very quick one word answer for this one Rousey what? Holmes rematch who is the underdog and who is the favourite the odds actually came out already oh really and I believe oh, Jesus uh, let me go to Jeremy Bader's page okay I well as I, I just listen as I'm going on we saw about uh Someone asked about what's next for Mark Hunt. We kind of touched on that earlier on. Um, I'd like to see him. Uh, who knows? I, I do think the fairy tale ends with Mark Hunt at least fighting for the UFC title. Um, whether been, rot- been Rotwell, maybe. Whether it goes well or not, uh, I don't know. Uh, someone asked what weight class I would be in the UFC. Yeah. Um, okay. I am 66 kilos. I'd be Conor McGregor's division. And hopefully it never, ever, ever has to who's, happen. Who's the one person you wouldn't like to fight? Conor McGregor. Jose Aldo, any of them. Fair enough. Um, uh, and then I can't uh, go on. Uh, I can't, can't find, find it. it. I think I think they said Rosie was a slight favorite. They're very close anyway. So hold on, let me just go to Best Fight Lads. It'll be there. Okay, and then I'll ask you this. Then while you're getting it, uh, from Darren Cooney, a Dundalk man, underwhelmed about Belfort versus Silva because that's uh, apparently yeah. been set up. Um, I would like to see Anderson Silva fight Michael Bisbing in London. To be honest, but. I actually think Belford and Silva would be a decent enough fight. They're doing it because they need a headliner for a, a, a Brazilian pay per view card. And, and both of those big in Brazil. Breaking news for me: Jorge Masvidal stepping up against Ben Henderson in Korea. Is he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. That is like asking what we think. Uh, give me your thoughts on Jorge Masvidal and Ben Henderson. Um, it's a good fight. I think Henderson. I think it's a fucking great fight. I think Henderson will win, but um, I don't. You don't? You don't I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Jorge Masvidal. I think he's some of the slickest boxing in that division at 155. Jorge Masvidal versus Conor McGregor is a fight that I would pay top money to see, genuinely. Yeah. I think I have loved Jorge Masvidal since the Miami Hustle. Doc, have you seen that before? No, but I heard about it. It's, it's so Kimbo good. Uh, no, no, it's about... Uh, Street fighting. No, it's about a gym. It, it's it's it? about a gym and about the follow fighters in Florida, I think it was at the time... Uh, is it Alex Vila, Vilas, Alexis oh, yeah. Vilas? You know the one twenty five er. Yeah. Uh, they followed him and like his Jorge Masvidal's coach kept having to come to his house because he'd spend all day eating ice cream and playing Call of Duty. He's pretty much a Diaz brother. I'm gonna find it and send it to you. It was done by a uh, Gengish Khan Promotions, I think it was. It was very, nice. very, very good. Right, Ro- uh, Rousey's a favorite. She's minus one forty. Home is plus one twenty. <sighs> there Rousey's you go. Favorite. Last question. Go for from it. From Stan Cavanagh, friend of the podcast as well. If Andrew and Sean were on death row, what would your last meal be? 
three course meal. What would, what would it be? There was a really funny reply to that one, wasn't there? Super yeah, callow. Super callow. Yeah, rare steak, rare steak yeah. I suspect. <laughs> um, I've started eating rare steak now, so maybe. What? I thought it's medium you eat it. Well, yeah, but the last time was actually very rare that I had it. And you enjoyed yeah. it? Yeah, it was nice, yeah. Ooh. Um, one thing about your steak. Sorry. I saw Pat, your brother, shared something on Facebook, a way to cook steak. Yeah. Was that what made you start eating it like that? Yeah. Because it looked like, delicious. He my, he's it always looks delicious. He's a very good chef, very good cook. He Like anything on nice I ever have, he cooks it. That's him. Uh, well then, what would be my three-course meal um, on death row? I'd, I think I'd well, have... For starters, uh, Sean? Volavon. No. Chicken Vol- chicken noodle soup. Chicken mushroom volavon. <laughs> I don't know I like. I like... Um, uh, prawn cocktail p- I like it well. on Pidate on league soup I've never had a prawn cocktail Have you not? Prawn no, cocktail is quite nice No i definitely go Chicken noodle soup For the start I'll go Valamans main, main course You're going to have Cabbage and bacon For your no, main I'm course not, No I'm oh, not What are you going to have? I'm going to have uh, Turkey and ham Pure Christmas dinner I Christmas love turkey dinner. and ham yeah. I was going to say Steak and homemade chips And peppered sauce To be honest mm, Nice um, Or maybe something From the Chinese or some sort of mad pasta. I don't know. Dessert. Tiramisu. The ultimate dessert oh, is tiramisu. What? Rotten. I don't you, you don't like salt oh. and vinegar crisps. You don't like tiramisu. Tiramisu is rotten. It's coffee. No, it's not Ooh. rotten. And it's not it just coffee. Ah, but if, if, if tiramisu wasn't available, I would get my auntie's sherry trifle. That you only get one. I think trifle is actually a really intimidating and fuck up, fuck up dessert. Because... It plays with your head Because you only have it once a year You only have it at Christmas So yeah. because you only have it at Christmas You think it's a lot better than it is But if you ate trifle at the regularity that I'd eat tiramisu I think I'd get sick of trifle Yeah, I just have about 20 profiteroles That's not exotic at all Oh I get, lovely, a, I get I a punky like What's punky? You don't know Do you know uh, in the Chinese restaurants You used to get an ice cream at the end, like if you were a kid, you'd get an ice cream and it came in a wee plastic thing. No. You've never had that before? No. Uh, you de- Wait a minute. Punky ice cream. You've de- your fucking head. Anyway, look, while I'm getting this, you uh, you tell everyone where they can see us in the next week. You can see me at Sean Sheehan BA on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Everywhere else at, at Sean Sheehan on Periscope Open your Skype um, right now And look at that picture And tell me you've never seen it before Even on the second row It's already on a plate With the spoon in front of it One open Why not? I don't know Well go to Google And put punky oh, ice cream it's opening. Oh it's opening about four times No I've never That's cool but I've never seen You've never before. seen that before? No never Oh my god That's worse Oh get onto your Twitter Actually and tell me what yeah. the results are of, uh, saw, of the crisp. Uh, look, one person agreed with me, so that's all that matters. <laughs> Wait, one? No. I have about 15 notifications here. Did the rest of them agree with Norman me? Park, Norman Park came on and basically called me a fat bastard. So Norman Park, go. that's bad crack. No longer a, f- <laughs> a friend of the podcast. Yeah, go in, Norman. I was, uh, he was all in good Fuck fun. off. Um, um, and then, no, I'm looking at it now, Sean. A lot of people agreeing with me here. Yeah, but they're fucked him. You're an absolute cushy. Most, most of the people following that are, are uh, Dublin people, so what would they know? I said, And I did say Dublin people wouldn't agree. <laughs> I did say you it. are so bitter. 
Um, no, dictators, uh, like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, live in denial for the next what week. A, what about Ireland all last night? Oh, John Walter. This is, like, everyone today should be a national holiday. I saw, did you see the video of James McCarthy? Uh, no, what did he uh, do? Someone put up a video where like, they were recording the penalty about to take and they shouted at James and James turned around and was like, will you sit down? Because <laughs> he was standing up blocking your man's view. Uh, and he but- did. And then he looked back to make sure it was all right. And he's like, is that okay? And he's like, yeah, sound James. And then everyone went nuts. Like, that's, that's brilliant. Great. I'm delighted Ireland have qualified for a major, like something like that. Yeah. I would love to go over to France next summer, I have to admit. I go to France pretty much every summer anyway. So, yeah. so if there's any games anywhere near the south of France, I will be going over there, staying at Gay Crash, my mom and dad's holiday, it's and renting so a car. Great to have something to look forward to anyway. And if you, you can probably hear the fucking window, there's an orange weather warning in Limerick. I here. was about to Blowing. say that. I wish I had my window open. Outside is so windy here as well. Hold on, I love my window. People can hear it. How windy it is. Can you hear that? I actually can. Wait a minute. I'm going to do the same. What a way to finish the podcast, Sean. If you've enjoyed I, it, thank you very I, much for, uh, for I listening. I you can all hear it. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Sean, I'm going to have to take my uh, headphones off for a second here as I read oh, no. it. You're lucky you're not in Windows 10. Your fucking whole computer would die. My whole computer would go with it? Yeah. I'll tell people where you can follow. Follow at Andrew. At Andrew McGann underscore. At Sean Sheen BA. At Severe Maypal. Can you hear this? Uh, yeah, Jesus. It's very windy. Jesus, it's better out. Desperate. Follow at Severe May. Follow at PT Carroll. Follow at Ryan O'Connor 12. At Dave Fogarty, whatever. At Dave Fogarty, at Patrick Sheehan, at Jeremy Botter. Everyone. I'm back. I'm back. So, Sean, thank you for taking over for that. Or if uh, maybe, look, you don't want to, uh, you know, Twitter doesn't really have the privacy often that you want. Maybe you want a little bit of a more intimate experience. Well, then you can phone Sean Sheehan at 87 9207 Whoa! I thought you were going to make up a number. <laughs> please, please stop. Oh, you can game us though on Twitter. One, two, three, four... <laughs> Oh yeah, open the open the DMs on the Severe MMA podcast yeah. account so anyone can message us as well. We we do we have them open. Oh well then. Uh, we actually got a question. Hold on, let me look at it. Um, oh yes, yeah. Callum Divin asks, "Would you rather life without steak or MMA?" <sighs> MMA. There, hard eating. Yeah. Definitely. Ah, no, I'd steak. I'd, I'd You'd rather steak than MMA in your life. No, oh, no, I, I'd rather life without steak. So oh, I'd, yeah, I'd that's what I meant. Yeah, steak, no, that's yeah. what I meant. Life without steak for MMA. Like, I'd rather MMA. Definitely. So, um, excellent. Thanks for the uh, wrapping it all up. An hour and 30 minutes here of podcasting goodness. Burping. We had a, a nice a burp. Yeah, sorry. Jim is going to kill you. Oh, well, we had, a lovely, uh, we had a lovely time. Hopefully, you had a good time listening. And uh, Sean Sheehan has wrapped up now. He has a nice little inspirational quote to soothe you off. It's weather-based as well. Is it? Yeah, it's weather-based. I think, just talking about Graham going nuts there, he's definitely going to be like, like, why, like, all the rattling, moving your microphone just so people could hear the wind. Like, what was the point of that? Well, look, that's it. We're not like everyone else. Take it away, Sean. Raise your words, not your voice. It is rain that grows flowers. Not thunder.
See you next week.